to the My Breast, My Health podcast. My name is Tasha Gandhi-Bihaja and I'm your host. I'm also a breast cancer surgeon with over a decade's worth of experience. In this podcast, we use shared stories and expertise to help navigate through the world of breast cancer. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello and welcome to the podcast. How are you all doing? In the UK, we have just found out a few days ago that our three-week lockdown has now been extended by a further three weeks. Unfortunately, we are still seeing a high number of infections, and although the curve seems to be flattening, we are not over the peak as yet. So that is what the current situation is here in the UK, and wherever you are listening in the world, I hope you are all well and you are staying safe. Today's episode is slightly different. I thought it might be interesting for me to share with you a snippet or a snapshot of the things that I do in a normal working week. Well, I guess normal has to be put into inverted commas because how we are working at the moment is is far from normal, really. But nevertheless, I will take you behind the scenes of what it's like to work in a hospital where everything has changed. I hope you enjoy it. So it's a bright sunny morning, really crisp and bright and I'm just getting into my car to go to work and uh, yeah the day for me is pretty pretty busy. I have an MDT meeting in the morning and that's a multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary team meeting and then In the afternoon, I'll be doing clinic consultations, which at the moment, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are doing over the phone. So instead of patients coming to see me in the clinic and having a consultation face-to-face, we are conducting it over the telephone. Um, So yeah, so that's my day today, and uh, I'll check in with you um, in a bit. I've uh, just driven into the parking space and it's pretty empty so that's good it means that people are listening to the advice of the government and only making necessary trips and also the roads were empty as well my journey to work is actually going in the opposite direction to the traffic that goes into London and at this time in the morning, that uh, dual carriageway is absolutely bumper to bumper. It's completely gridlocked normally. But today it was completely empty. So that's really encouraging to see. So, yeah, that's um, it, it really is a real stark difference to what normally um, would be found um, this time in the morning. I'm walking now through the main entrance of the hospital. The atrium is really quiet. There is a palpable reduction in numbers of people around. Morning. And uh, 
it's a very eerie feeling actually going into hospital which is as quiet as this but it definitely is quieter and of course the the number of elective services have been significantly reduced so outpatient clinics elective non-urgent surgeries all of these normal activities that the hospital would be carrying out are not functioning at the moment and that would definitely account for the reduction in the number of people around um, on top of which if people are having to come to hospital they are currently being advised not to bring anybody with them so that again definitely has impacted the the number of people around. Uh, morning. So I'm just entering the breast unit now. Morning. And uh, yeah, spirits are up despite the um, the current situation. We're trying to, of course, stay two meters apart from each other. That can be quite tricky sometimes, but we do try to do that as best as possible. And uh, it's, it's still a bit quiet today. So I'm just entering my office. I'm gonna put my bag down and make myself a coffee. I'm just setting up the um, my computer for the MDT. Uh, MDT is the multi multidisciplinary team meeting, which we have twice a week um, in the place where I work. And normally it involves all representatives from the different specialities involved in breast cancer care. So that would be surgeons, oncologists, pathologists, radiologists, breast care nurses, junior doctors, um, research nurses. And we'll, normally we would be congregating in the MDT room, which is a large seminar room. And we sit in, around a, a table, a big, big table. And, um, yeah, we would, you know, discuss uh, all the patients that have come through the breast unit, discuss the treatment options and formulate a treatment plan. Obviously now with physical distancing, we are not going to do that. And instead, what we are doing is for those who can sign in remotely, and that's what people are doing. Everybody uh, that's the core members of the MDT meeting or MDT team are located in separate rooms. And we will be conversing through a, a software that can connect uh, all the people that are involved in the meeting and uh, we can look at the scans and the pathology results and such like. So the setup takes a while and actually um, the meeting itself, we've only started doing this uh, for a few weeks now and it is a little bit cumbersome but I guess it's just a different way of working and um, no doubt we'll be slicker at doing this given time. So that's what I'm doing at this moment in time, and um, I'll catch up with you after the MDT meeting has been performed. So we just finished the MDT meeting, and that actually didn't go too badly. I think we're getting better at choosing the equipment, although it did take a while to set up, but 
Um, the actual meeting wasn't too bad. I managed to chair it reasonably well, I thought. And um, yeah, it didn't take too long either. So we're quite pleased with that. Now, what I'm going to be doing is the next clinical commitment, which is doing the clinical consultations. And um, let's see how that goes. Of course, it's not ideal because we would rather be seeing patients face to face. But obviously, with the current climate, we are having to do remote consultations via the telephone. And um, it isn't, it's far from ideal, but unfortunately, we are having to adapt um, given the circumstances. So that's what I will be doing next. And um, let's see how that goes. So I've just finished the uh, remote clinic consultation and that was actually pretty hard going. We had about seven patients on the list and the majority of them, six of them actually, I had to break bad news to. And that is never an easy task when it's face-to-face, let alone having to do it over the telephone. At the time of the clinic assessment, when it did look suspicious, we always do tell patients that it does, in fact, look worrying and that it may well be a cancer, but we won't really know for sure until we get the results. So we do forewarn patients if it looks like a possible cancer, But despite that, of course, breaking bad news is never easy and it's never easy to receive either. It's, it's a really, it's a really weird environment we're working in at the moment because when you break bad news, you need that human connection. And at the moment, obviously, we can't give that because we can't, you know, we're not in the same room. We can't give that, I guess, human touch, um, if you will. And it just feels very remote and very clinical, which is quite a difficult and um, challenging thing to have to come to terms with. We still provide support. And so during the clinic consultation, the breast care nurse will then have a conversation with, with the patients over the telephone as well to provide support and um, so we do do that but yeah it's not ideal and it's it's far from perfect but we are where we are Um, hopefully at some point we will get out of this and be able to conduct clinic consultations in the normal way which is face to face but until such time unfortunately this is how we are having to do our clinic consultations um, at the moment. So earlier I did a virtual clinic, that is a clinic that was done over the telephone. But of course, there are times when I still need to see people face to face. And despite the lockdown, despite the physical distancing, um, we as a breast cancer service still need to see people with breast symptoms. So the only time at the moment, apart from operating, of course, that we see people face-to-face is during a one-stop breast clinic. And um, these are clinics where people who have breast symptoms come to see us and we assess them 
and do investigations if necessary. So that is the next clinical commitment that I will be taking you through. So Morning. Morning. Just walk through. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks. So I'm just walking to my clinic now. Got a one-stop breast clinic. Our hospital remains quiet. And yeah, it's a very, very quiet morning today. Everybody seems to be quite upbeat, which is nice to see. Morning. Let's get into the clinic room. Right. So in the UK, if you have a breast symptom, um, you'd normally go to see your GP, who will then refer you on to a uh, breast unit or breast service in one of the hospitals. And it is likely that you will attend a once a breast clinic. A once a breast clinic essentially means that you will get what's called triple assessment. So you'll be seen by usually a breast surgeon, so that's me, or you may be seen by a breast physician. And sometimes in some hospitals, you may also get seen by a nurse consultant. But you will get assessed, you'll have your um, symptoms assessed, and you'll get a physical examination. And then depending on what's found, you will then get some scans. So that's either an ultrasound scan or a mammogram or both. And if we find something that we need to investigate further, we may do a biopsy. You will then come back to see whoever you saw first time. So, you know, if you come to my clinic, you'll see me and then we'll then discuss the findings. And usually if all is well, then you'll, then you'll go home with the knowledge that everything has been investigated and all is fine. And if you have a biopsy, then we normally will see you about a week later with the results. Um, where I work, we have really quite busy one-stop breast clinics. But because of what's happening at the moment, um, because of lockdown, and also because of physical distancing, that's number one. But secondly, also because the you know services of the hospitals are currently being reconfigured to accommodate the acute services or the need for acute services we are having to reduce the numbers of patients we see interestingly although despite we despite the fact that we have more or less halved the number of patients that we see it is taking as long if not perhaps longer uh, to do the clinics and that's because we are spacing the appointment times to minimize uh, the number of people waiting in the waiting rooms and also in between people that we see we have to change our PPEs. So we're seeing patients with masks and eye protection and aprons and gloves. So throughout the clinic we keep our masks on and our eye protection on but in between uh, patients, we are changing our gloves and our aprons and, of course, uh, washing our hands as well. And all of that takes time to do. 
I've just arrived in my clinic. I'm just going to do some preparation and um, I'll catch up with you in a bit. Right, so I've just finished my clinic and it was it wasn't too bad, it wasn't too busy, but it was busy enough. You're listening to me talk now with a mask on and obviously we are seeing patients with standard PPE. So that is a mask with eye protection and aprons and gloves. It's, you know, it's not, it's not the most welcoming sight, I guess, for anybody coming in to see a doctor in the clinic. Um, it's scary enough to come to a clinic, but then you're faced with somebody in full gear. Uh, it must be quite, um, can be quite scary and perhaps a little bit intimidating. But nevertheless, this is what we're doing to um, obviously curb the spread of the virus. Talking through a mask is a little bit difficult because it's quite muffled. I'm not sure if you can hear the slight muffling of my voice, but it is something that we have to do. And we're using the mask throughout the clinic as well as the eye protection, but we're changing our gloves and aprons and, of course, washing our hands in between patients. So I'm just finishing the admin work now and um, going to go for a bite of lunch. So I'll catch up with you later. One of my main role as a breast surgeon is, of course, operating on patients with breast cancer. Unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the number of patients we are able to operate on has significantly reduced. And there are a number of factors as to why this is the case. Firstly, the capacity of operating theatres has been curtailed. And this is because many operating rooms and recovery areas have been transformed into intensive care facilities in order to accommodate the rise in number of patients that need ventilatory support. As a result of this, many anaesthetists have also been redeployed as their expertise is required to support these patients. Secondly, we don't want to put any patient at risk of contracting the virus. We know that any surgical procedure has an attached risk. Recent evidence, however, have shown that there is an increased risk of respiratory complications when operating on any surgical patient during this pandemic, even if the person is not showing any COVID symptoms. To enable the NHS to cope with the pandemic, many private hospitals are now serving as NHS hospitals in order to absorb the workload. And our breast cancer patients are currently being operated on in such a hospital. And this really illustrates the extent of the reconfiguration of services that has had to happen so that we can still provide a service to our patients. To be able to operate safely, we all have to wear the full personal protective equipment or PPE. And in addition, in between patients, the operating theatre needs to be given time to ventilate, so to minimise risk. All of this has also meant that we are having to run our operating list at less than maximum capacity. This week, Two of my colleagues are operating, and that is why I wasn't able to take you behind the scenes for that part of my work. But maybe I can do that next time. So I have given you a glimpse of how my work has had to adapt in order to still be able to provide a service to my patients in a safe environment. And although these are very difficult and challenging times, please be rest assured that we will do everything in our power in order to get you through your cancer treatments. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a little bit different to the normal episode I would be putting out, but if you did enjoy it and you would like me to give you more behind the scenes type of episodes, then please let me know. You can connect with me on social media at Twitter and on Instagram if you like, and you can find me at Dr. Tasha G, that's D-R Tasha G, and let me know. If you haven't subscribed already, then also do so, so that I can drop all new episodes straight into your podcasting app of choice. In the meantime, please stay safe and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.